Hey, good people. This is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. What's good, Kickback family? I hope you are having a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, um, wherever you're at and whatever time you're listening to uh, the podcast. It's your boy EB, and I'm here with two of my favorite people, Sharika and Sabrina. Um, And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Um, Had a chance to be away, and I say away, not traveling, nothing crazy, but out of the office, which is always a good thing. Um, for myself, at least. And it continues to just remind me of how much I am in dire need and wants and hopes of remote rope at remote work. <laughs> so for <laughs> anybody who out there in the streets, if you know something, say something. That's that's like the law, right? See something, say something. So if, you see something <laughs> if you see something, say something. Nah, let me stop. Um, not really. But y'all know how to get in contact with your boy. But I am feeling good. I am feeling great. If I had to put a number on it, I would say it's anywhere between the 85 to 90 range. Um, I do have a song for you guys today. And I don't know if I've done this song on the pod before, but it is a new song, relatively new, um, from the lovely people at Elevation Church. And it is trust in God. And I really enjoy um, I really enjoy trusting God only because it is one of those few times where you see a blend of traditional and contemporary or up to date um, diving into a space of, you know, nice accompany accompaniment in the backgrounds or whether it be the keyboards or the percussion or the guitars, all that good stuff. But um, verse one, it's just something simple, right? Something that many of us, we heard and we know, but it's blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire time after time, born of his spirit, washing his blood. And what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. Um, And it just says, I trust in God, my savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. Um, so it's just that throwback song blended with some lovely contemporary vibes to it. And that's my new bop right now. So that's what I got. Sabrina, Sharika, how y'all feeling? How y'all living? Well, another Thursday, another random vomit situation. I don't know what's going on with me. I once again feel great afterwards. Luckily, it happened much sooner than the podcast. So I had a chance to like freshen up this time, but I don't know what's going on. I'm not sick and I'm not pregnant. So y'all don't be getting excited. Um, I really don't know what's going on. So my song is live like you were dying. Oh man. (laughs) That I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the end. How's it hit you when you get that kind of news, man, what you do? He said, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fumanji. I love deeper. I spoke sweeter. I gave forgiveness. I've been denying. And he said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you're dying. I get very dramatic when anything happens to me when it comes to an illness, simply because I'm never sick. So I'm just not used to just thinking about being sick, having any type of body ache or anything like that. So the moment something's off, I'm always like, oh, no, I probably have this worst thing. I go to the Google, I self-diagnose, I snap my husband, and I was like, 
babe, I hope I'm not dying. We didn't even get to do X, Y, and Z. He's like, literally, girl, if you don't go, like, drink some water, you're probably fine. I think it may be because when I got COVID a couple of weeks or a month ago, oh, turtle. Oh, sorry, y'all. I'm looking outside and there's a huge, beautiful turtle getting in the little pond out there. Little nature moment. But anyway, uh, my doctor was like, well, incorporate vitamin C and zinc and all that. So I think it may be the vitamin C I've been taking because even though COVID for me maybe lasted like this worst part of it, three or four days, I just kept taking the vitamin C and I read that sometimes that can be hard on your stomach if you take it on an empty stomach. So I'm hoping that's it, but I might have to take Evie up on his recommends from last week and make an appointment with the doctor. And just be like, hey, two weeks ago, I had this random moment. And once again, on an empty stomach, and then I had it again. So am I okay? Should I be concerned? I don't know. What would y'all do? Uh, Not that either of you are medical professionals, I know. But sometimes it just sucks going to the doctor because you pay for a conversation and they really don't tell you anything. They're like, oh, you're fine. Bye. So Evie, Sharika. Yeah. So you know me, I'm going to tell you, always go get checked up just because... um for whatever reasons or another, and it's hard because I say this. So let me go ahead and let me back up. Let me retract. I say this cautiously because we know how our lovely medical system is against um, minorities, especially black women. So some days I'm very hesitant to share for black women to go to seek medical advice or medical attention from either the emergency room or their primary care physician, any of those things, because of just the way that the system works, so to speak. Um, But I would say if it continues and it sounds like it has been, and it is, I would say you try the normal home remedy stuff of like, let me go ahead and drink um, some solid tea, some ginger tea. Like people always say ginger finds a way to kill whatever infection or bacteria is in the inside. And if, you're not a tea person, then just, you know, suck it up and make it happen. But if that doesn't change your feelings throughout the day, and I typically tell people two or three days, like 48 hours, 72 hours, then you just go to like one of those urgent cares and say, hey, this is what I've been feeling. Now, normally, even you do pay that little, whatever your copay is, you pay that and then nothing happens in that moment. But sometimes they'll at least send you to go get blood work done. And then you'll be able to hopefully figure out if something else um, is going on or some form of an underlying condition that is happening. So um, I would definitely say seek some form of medical attention. What'd you say, Sharika? I said go check it out. It was, I mean, it's better than not checking it out. And it, but you said it, you haven't, it was two weeks ago and then it, you've been fine ever since. And then it I, happened even again. Then, yes. Like two weeks ago, it was like literally three minutes before we got on. It happened. I felt fine before. You know how it feels when you know you're mm-hmm. about to throw up. I went and did that, came to the recording, recording, felt fine since then. Same thing this morning, felt absolutely fine. Like maybe five minutes before it was happening, I was like, oh, crap, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I went, did it, and then I felt fine after. So well, maybe, I, I don't know. I would say, okay, try like you were saying, you took the vitamins, maybe try it not on an empty stomach and maybe see if that helps. Now, if you, right. you know, if that helps, then maybe that's what it was. It just doesn't agree with, you know, on an empty stomach. But then if it's, but because it's happened so frequent, like girl, and you know, I ain't no medical professional, but, but since it didn't happen, like it hasn't been pervasive, like every day, Maybe uh, try eating something with it or not having it till you eat 
and then seeing how that goes. But don't ever be right. afraid to go check it out. I hate, I don't, I don't like the hassle of it. Like I literally have a doctor's appointment. I'm like, I really need to go to the doctor's, but then I got to look at my calendar. I got to call them. I got to wait on my, I mean, it's all petty, dumb stuff, but you're right. I do got to do the same. Thanks for the encouragement. I do got to do the same. And thanks for the advice. And what a, what a magical temp check that we get to talk about Sabrina's <laughs> personal <laughs> problems. Well, we are so talking guess, about uh, personal stuff. <laughs> my temp, I guess, is like, I don't know, a womp womp. I'm, I'm not sunny in 75. I'm a 60. I need to know what's going on. Sharika, mm. how are you feeling? I took my love and I took it down. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflections in the snow-covered hills till the landslide brought me down. Now, I will say this. I'm not that familiar with what this, I don't really get the metaphors, but that landslide brought me down. That I get. I've been taken down by a landslide. But the verses do also uh, really depict my feelings. Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can a child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life. I don't know. And that is where I met. I There are some ocean, the changing of the ocean tides and the season of my life. I have changed a, a foot. I just feel it. I feel a change coming. And I'm like, am I ready for this? Also, this is the other risk I want to say too. This is really where I'm at. Well, I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you. Now in this situation, it's not a you. It's a it's a thing though. But time has made me bolder. Even children get get older. I'm getting older too. Oh, I'm getting older too. This song is "Landslide" by Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if you heard it. I I always like that song, but I have never connected more with the song until today. The landslide brought me down, and I've been on a landslide. <laughs> But what I do want to say, I am so grateful for good friends. I'm going to brag on you, Sabrina. I didn't get to do this in private, but you're about to get it on the podcast. (laughs) Listen, what I'm going to say. Yes, you're going to accept this. This makes me feel. (laughs) Yes, you're going to get this. You're going to feel awkward. But what I want to, I'm not going to get all the way into it. We'll talk about that offline. But what I will say, Sabrina and I got together last night and I was so encouraged by the words you spoke over me. And one of the highlights that I would say is just your experience of how God has protected you over your life and worked things out. It was a reminder to me that God is faithful and he will work it out. And I don't know why I forgot that or thought I had to handle my life in my own hands and like really think I can really manage life when in reality, we know that we ain't got it. God got it. But that was a reminder. And I'll just say, say that. So I'm grateful for Sabrina. I'm grateful for therapy. I'm grateful for life. I'm just grateful today. And my temp is hmm my temp is uh, it's been a long day y'all and it's only midday and that's already been a long day for me but my temp is so my temp is like 88 and that's not a good 88 it's a like I'm hot 
it's really sweaty. It feels sticky and gross. Like that's how I feel. But I'm about to walk into an air conditioning building and then I'm like, oh, thank God for the air conditioning. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm opening the door to the air conditioning and getting out of the hot, sticky weather. So it sounds bad, but wow. it is good. <laughs> it doesn't. What an analogy. And it's so uh, prevalent for those of us who live in Florida because there's nothing like it, especially when you're at summer camp, even running around and then oh, you open yeah. the door to like the calf or like the conservatory. And it's like, relief. Oh, I love it. So no, that's good. And the song you chose is a bop. I'm not mm-hmm. as familiar with the Fleetwood Mac version, but I love the Dixie Chicks version. I okay. remember singing that song as a teenager, like I really had experienced some life like and, and had it. But I just, I love the message and the song. And yeah, the seasons of our life, they can be challenging, especially the little transitions between them. But mm-hmm. once you're caught up at that landslide, girl, you're totally fine. And you, God will give you the strength to like, you know, climb up the mountain so you can come right back. Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, so this is when we were just talking about this and you're talking about camp, like this is a cool thing that they have. I think it's for bugs at the dining room. When you walk in, there's like, you open the door and there's like this huge burst of air. I think it's to keep the bugs out. But when it's hot, that thing be, that is also like a personal, like, fan that's like amazing i know you guys are like what are they talking about it's at a camp that we went to and they has this like burst of air when you first open the dining room and that just made me think about that um i actually love that and i wonder if they do that in homes like i'm very content with the home i have but my husband has this bug in him and he's convinced that this will not be his forever home. This is his starter home, whatever. If we ever do move, we might have to look into that. Because I tell you, if I see a lizard, an ant, a roach, palmetto bug, whatever in the house, I'm done. I'm moving out. Doug literally will be like, do I need to come home from work? I don't get that extreme. But I'm just like, I don't know what you need to do, but I know what I'm going to do. And it's get out of the house. <laughs> I literally one time I was living in this is oh well, I had been in Florida for a few years and there was a lizard in my house literally one of my church members had to come in and, like get it out of my house because I was like I stopped using my bathroom for a good long time because I was like I think there's a lizard in there and I'm not going in <laughs> luckily I had other bathrooms to use but yeah well, I'm glad to have you all here. I'm glad to be on the pod with you guys today. This is going to be weird, but I'm going to tell you my recommend because it's going to lead into our conversation, but I'll reiterate it again later. Uh, my recommend is going to be a show on Netflix called uh, My Rich Life. I think that's what it's called. And I was thinking I watched the whole little six, eight episodes, whatever it was. It was really good. But I want to know from you guys, what is your rich life now? For some people, right. go. Uh, do you have an answer already? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, That's I right. just no. I was I was trying to give y'all time because I know I sprung this on you, so I didn't know if you had time to really think about what your rich life is. So if you have an answer, that's great. We can go with it. Go ahead, and then I'll wrap okay. Up. What I'll or, say. So yeah. what I was going to say is your rich life. You know. 
most people hear rich life or rich and think financial or well, uh, you know, something dealing with money, but, and that could very well be rich within, you know, that could be the context in which you take it, or it could be like fullness or, you know, you know, I won't say contentment, but maybe contentment or just like your life is, it could, it could be not, it could be non-tangible things that can give you a rich life. So that's the context I was going to set it up with. So do you have an idea of what your rich life would be? Yeah. So I would try to be brief, but if I had to try to describe you know, my rich take your life, time, no, no, I'll, because I want to, because it's, it's a lot, right? And I'm saying a lot, like it can easily be a lot. So mm-hmm. if I'm saying my rich life, I would say that my rich life would to be um, having a few vehicles, having myself taken care of, not working, meaning retired, my dad mm-hmm. and my in-laws retired along with my wife retired. Um, and then just being just who I am, just still living my life and traveling and doing all those things. My wealthy life would to be living in a, um, secluded area Mm. security 24 7 watch security uh seven bedroom house seven baths everybody has like their own private ensuite so to speak several acres of land uh a private jet with unlimited fuel to literally be able to travel wherever i go um a chauffeur even though i don't mind driving i don't necessarily like it but i don't mind it um all my friends and immediate family that and I'm saying friends, I'm not using that word loosely. So my immediate circle and my tribe of people who people who would be there on a special day for me and who I think would want me to be there for them on a special day, debt free. Um, and then most importantly, I would say my wealthy life would be my inheritance. You got to take it to the next level, right? My inheritance mm. in the heavens of knowing God I mean, as best as possible on this side of heaven. Um, and that would be, of course, the foundation. I know somebody's always thinking like, why didn't he start off with that? Because you saved the best for last. Because <laughs> the last will be first. I think we talked about that already. But it'll be something along those lines. Um, but I'm sure there's probably something else that I'm missing. But that would be definitely the main things. So who's in this seven-bedroom compound with you? Um, right now, it'll just be me and my wife. Um, no, because, I'm just saying in your wealthy life, in this dream life that you see. Oh, in a dream life, it'll be me, my wife, and then two or three kids. And then mm-hmm. yes, when they come in, because all my friends in my immediate circle, they're out of debt. So I would hope they would be able to have something similar, if not the same. Like, <laughs> you know, he said, but... <laughs> y'all don't have to go. <laughs> you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I just help you get out of debt, like. What else you want? Like you can go. Hopefully, you know you're saving some little coins, or you got a job now. Like, oh, I don't have to worry about my debt. I can go put a down payment on the house. Maybe not in my dreams right now. Similar, like to a Doug situation, right? It's a starter home. It's not that right now. Like even me and my wife, and I won't say debating, but we've been having, you know, like I don't think it's nothing crazy. But me and my wife, as we've been talking, I'm just like, we ain't got no kids, so like I stay in this one one as much as I can with the way house prices and apartments everywhere else. Can stay, and I don't ever have to worry about somebody saying, "Hey, can I come over?" Um, and that'll be the same thing with that seven seven. If everybody out of debt, like there'll be no reason for you to come over. Like you, you said, go stay in the hotel. Y'all got the money. Yeah, you got the you good. Especially if we having a few kids, so that'll be our house. Like we'll have a room, kids will have a room, in laws will be in. And now, of course, people can come and visit, but it's not a place for people to stay. Like literally, I always tell my and, and like I say this 
like serious and I hope I will get to a point and not in like a crazy rich way and wanting to be that guy because that's not me either but I would want to be in a place where I would want one of my guest rooms to literally mirror a hotel suite so like you mm-hmm. are watching it and you know that your time here is brief like this is not a comfortable of like well things are not good with me it's, okay well you got other <laughs> friends like I love you but this ain't it for you like you know and me being a current employer a current employee of the Salvation Army, there's a lot of shelters that you can stay in for the low. Oh, wow. Or there are a lot of people who I know who would be willing to house you for a brief moment, but you're not just coming to chill at the crib. Like, it'll be like, I think, I think two weeks is like the max I would want somebody in my presence. And that's a mm. stretch. Mm. Um, I will say this once you, if you watch the show, one of the interesting things that the guy brought up was that the um, the emphasis or like living the dream is owning a home and how people put a lot of stock in that. He was almost like, everybody doesn't need to own a home. Like, you know, if, sometimes your situation might work out better renting. I don't know how I feel about that, but it was an interesting um thought to consider because that is not really the message that people are taught like the ultimate goal is to own your own home which is is what we've been taught but that guy doesn't really feel that it's the ultimate goal or should or it has to be the ultimate goal for any everybody that is an interesting thought i mm-hmm. know that for most people their greatest source of building wealth is their income and whatever you can do to get more of your income at your disposal, you know, that's going to help you build wealth. So if you're owning a home with a 30 year mortgage and it takes 30 years, okay. Or if you rent forever, that's just, you make your peace with that's a part of your income that you won't be able to use immediately to help you build wealth. But if you are able to, buy a home and pay it off quickly, then that's just more money that you can invest or do other things that you want to do with it. So I'm no financial guru. I hear what he's saying. Um, And I think in different seasons of your life, different things make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I know that research shows that people who aren't just throwing their money at a mortgage or a rental situation, they do tend to be set up better in retirement and in general, just because they have more of their income at their immediate disposal. Sharika, yeah. what does your rich life look like? I'm curious. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it really definitely, well, going back to what your point is or what about owning versus renting. Like, I think it just, like you said, depends on the season of life you're in. And like some people, like my brother has a great rent. His rent is great for what he, for what he, <laughs> he pays good rent. So in his situation, you know, he, and I'm not saying that he doesn't want to own, he has talked about it, but you know what, depending on your situation and circumstances, it might be cool to stay where you at because with owning, you do kind of have to have money at hand to put right. down on a house and you also can't it can't just be all that you have either you've got to also have money like you have to show the bank that yeah this is money i have to put on the house but also i still will have money once i do that too so it is a you got to be prepared for a situation like that um my rich life hmm 
my rich life, when EB said his rich life does not include him working, my rich life did. And I'm like, wait, do I need to reevaluate my rich life? But my rich life, I think, will include, um, in my rich life, is financial, but there are things that's not financial in it. Like I would love my rich life include would would look like me having a job that I do enjoy doing, but I am not consumed by. It would be me um, making or having an. Oh, it would include me being out of debt and not having any debt, and also having um, the freedom to buy or go places without a second thought like not having to you know plan for this but having the disposable income at hand that if I wanted to take a trip I could do that if I wanted to go and you know what like hey you know what EB Sabrina what y'all doing grab the fam, we're, we're hitting the shores, we're hitting the beach, we're doing something like, and I could just bring my people along and, 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 and have that, hey, you know, just the, that disposable income to do those type of things, to be able to not, um, you know, I don't want to be, and I'm not saying, and, and, and that's within the realms of like my life, life, lifestyle. Like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I want to be going to Sandro Pay and sailing on a yacht for six months at a time. And no, like I, I want to do like, like, I think my thoughts are a little bit more modest than that. Like, I would like to go on a little trip here or there. I would like to, you know, go and maybe buy a few things here and there, but I don't need like 17 cars. I don't need uh, three mansions and two houses on a private island. Like, I don't really need all that. I would like a beautiful home, probably five bedrooms, maybe six, five to six bedrooms. I'll be good with five, um, you know, space, uh, some land and I'll take, maybe I'll take two cars too, but I just really want a, a peace of mind and free of financial worry. And not that I have a lot of financial worry, but like if, you know, if someone felt ill, like I would have the means to take care of that without being like, oh, is this going to put set me back? Or is this going to put me in a financial hold? Or if someone needed something, I was able to provide that without putting the strain on myself or my finances. Um, so that's what a rich life would be for me, a rich life would be free from the concern of money. Cause there's things that we can't concern. Like, I mean, there are things that we can't fix and we can't change, but money is, can, money is a thing that can change. I'm not saying it brings happiness, but if that was less, like you can't, like if someone is sick, you can try to do things to make them well, but you can't, you're not Jesus. You can't heal them. But if someone, you know, needed help with their rent, you can reasonably put together money to help somebody. That's like, that's a financial help. So I don't want to, I don't know if I'm just going on a tangent, but basically what I want to say is I want to eliminate money from the worries of life. There's a lot of other worries that I can't change. I'd rather not money be one of them.
that's my rich life. What about you, Sabrina? It would start with just reclaiming my time. So, mm. right, I think about a lot, <laughs> a lot of decisions I made in younger life that involved my time and how much it went out to other people, whether I felt obligated because of what the organization or my church or this person done for me. So now every time they call me, I'm there. Da, da, da. I've lost a lot of sleep. It, that was really unnecessary. So my mm-hmm. rich life would mm-hmm. just really be me having full ownership of my time. And I feel like in some ways I have that now, not obviously I work full time for another organization. So not in the, in the business sense, but in my personal life, I feel very good about my yeses and my nos, and that will never change. So I feel good about that. But in my rich life, I guess it would ex- expand into the business sense. I am a person who enjoys work. I enjoy getting tasks done, and it is one of the joys of my life. So I can't imagine a rhythm where I didn't have something that looked like a work schedule or um, a consistent contribution to society in some way that I'm comfortable with. But it would definitely involve my husband not working. I mean, he works and he is just a content person, but I know Mm -hmm. if he could retire tomorrow, he would. So Mm -hmm. I would love to see what he would do with all of that space and flexibility. Um, It would also involve me having secret opportunities to give. So I was talking to my husband the other day because we just added a new budget line called Surprise Giving. And it's just this is the amount of money each month that will just surprise, whether that's if we go out to a restaurant and the tip is just ridiculous or you just go to go. Go fund me and find a random person and contribute whatever you want it to be. And I was like, how cool would it be if we went to like a graduation that we knew was happening at USF or something and just gave a random student a card and walked away and like there was like a blessing in there. And he's like, girl, that's creepy. And people will be like, why are y'all <laughs> around the children? So I don't know, but just that <laughs> act of giving yeah. is it's. I don't, I really believe you get more when you give. It's just mm. so fun and exciting. So some ways that I could consistently secretly give, I do like to entertain contrary to popular belief, perhaps. And I think about like when my family comes to visit me, they usually have to get an Airbnb because we have three bedrooms. Ours, our office, which is where my niece and nephew sleep when they come. And then we have an empty bedroom that maybe will one day be for a child or whatever. But I wish, like Evie said, we had more space so that when family comes, we can all just be together. Like our house is the Airbnb. And that mm-hmm. would include whatever X amount of bathrooms or whatever, or even friends. That would be just lovely to be able to host it in our own space. I can't think of what like how many bedrooms or what the kitchen will look like because my mm-hmm. rich life is more so about what I'm able to do with my time and my health so that extends to something I know I would love to have is a nutritionist not because mm. I have unhealthy eating habits um and I took a whole class when I was studying sports and performance psychology and actually it was one of my hardest classes ever in my life sports nutrition because of the chemistry behind it There's Mm. a lot that goes into it. And just in my everyday rhythm, I don't choose to make it a priority or choose to give it the time that it would take to really have a solid nutrition plan. But I wish I could have that because I'm the person who will 
go to the gym and even do two a days and sometimes do strength training two a days and still maintain or gain fat <laughs> because nutrition is what drives fat loss. You know, I heard a great analogy. It was like, if you're going on a trip and you're not sure which way to go and you have your friend with you in the passenger side, yeah, your friend can give you the directions, but you are still the driver. And that is what it is when it comes to like diet and health lifestyle and wanting to lose fat. Like the driver is nutrition and you can work out all day, but you cannot run a bad diet. So I'm like, what is in my nutrition that's like standing in the way? I don't know. I say that, but I will eat a nothing but cake in like <laughs> three days. I at least have it. You know, I'm like, I don't eat that many sweets, but because I'm petite, I don't have as much wiggle room as other people. But I would love to just feel the way I feel for example. I felt, for example, when I was pescatarian, I, that was like the best shape in my life. I slept great. Da, 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 da. I know I'm not going back to that because, you know, chicken, it's great. I love when my husband cooks his little steaks. I'm like, ooh, this is like really a good situation. But I wish, yeah, my rich life would include a nutritionist and maybe even a chef who can mm. just even cook it for me. Because some of like the cabbage rolls I used to get in Charlotte, some of the really like healthy food, it just was so good. And it was just a matter of having somebody else prepare it. So um, I know my rich life there? is super basic and it's no. like food and time. <laughs> Girl, that sounds like a rich life to me. When you said that, I said, you know what? I forgot to include in my rich life a chef and a hairdresser because those are two things I hate doing. I yes. hate cooking and I hate doing my hair. That would be a part of my rich life. The hairdresser thing, that's another thing that can be so time consuming. Oh, and yeah. sometimes even when you spend like your personal time, you still don't get the results that an expert could get you in half the time. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah, I need all the time-saving hacks in my rich life. Hairdresser, nutritionist, slash chef. Um, mm-hmm. I like to drive, so I don't want, and I feel I'm too type A. Like, I love to be the person driving the car. That's why I hate flying, because I can't control the situation. There's a little turbulence, and I'm singing, live like you're dying all over again. Like, I just love travel, hate flying. So, yeah, that's a really good one. Maybe for my husband's sake, because he takes care of our yard, like, um, uh, what do you call the people? A lawn do, care yard service? maintenance? Lawn yeah, care yeah, service? Yeah, something like that. And a gardener. Girl, that, could be, your next, that could be your next situation. That could be tomorrow. Some of, <laughs> care, some of those things aren't that, some of the lawn care for services aren't that expensive. Well, we have like true green, but you've seen our yard. We don't really have that much lawn to care for. Oh, true. True green, true. just make sure. <laughs> They just make sure our grass doesn't die because the HOA is like, hey, your grass is looking brown. But ever since we've done True Green, we don't get those letters. So that's mm-hmm. great. But I wish, like, good. I think in our rich life, I don't see, like, Doug mowing the lawn and trimming <laughs> the trees and all the little things yeah. he does that I guess, you know, I don't take for granted. I really appreciate that he takes care of that mm-hmm. stuff because I'm not yeah. going to. I don't want to do yeah, it. homeowner <laughs> stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Um, I feel so like self-conscious about this question because I feel like I don't, I didn't say anything really good. I'm sorry. No, I feel like you said, but that's the whole point of like your rich life. It's your rich life. You know, not everybody needs what other people, what everybody else needs. So for you, it's your time and your peace of mind. Like, and you know, that, that is, and you're, you know, being healthy and well fed. Like, 
that's amazing. That's good because, you know, that like somebody else's rich life, you know, my husband's rich life probably would include a lot more cars than me because I don't care about cars, but he really likes cars. He's really into cars and that's something he likes. I don't care about. So I think your rich life is is pertaining, you know, particular to you and what and the idea of rich life. I love that because some people it's not about the money, like money doesn't make people's lives rich. It could be, some people could be like, I just want to be where my family is. Like, I would love to live in a place where my family could all be nearby because my family enriches my life. Like it could be a whole bunch of different things. And I hope that you guys out there are living your rich life or making steps and plans towards living your rich life. Like you see EB had a different, he said, my rich life and my wealthy life, those are two different lives. Whatever it is for you, <laughs> Listen, go for it because, um, you know, sometimes we we accept what we've been given, but there's more out there to be gotten. And I'm not just talking about like financial. I'm like, there's some places you might be in a, 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 a not peaceful situation. You can get out. You can go find peace somewhere else. You know, there you might be in a position where you're like, oh, I have these gifts and talents that I really would like to use. There's someplace out there that could you could do those things so let's make steps to getting our rich life things that will enrich our lives not just the financial things so is that the premise of this show because I heard a little bit of it because of a podcast I was listening to earlier was talking about different shows and I think mm -hmm. I heard this title so is the show just about what people's rich life would be like are they going to people who are wealthy and just describing how they live day to day um it's a bit of both so it it, it does like you do take different um people couples and some singles or whatever and they ask you know this guy's like a finance like financial coach or whatever and he wants to know what your idea of a rich life is. And he tries to help give you steps to get to that rich life. So ah. um, mm -hmm. so he tries to help you to get to the rich life you want. So that, that might mean, okay, like, okay, I want to be able to, oh, one guy wanted to be able to retire his mom. Well, what does it look like? Where would you need to be financially to be able to retire your mom? Like, what would you like? How many, how much money do you need to save? Or do, are you at a place where you can help him help? He loves, helps people look at their finances, where their money is going, how they're making money. Um, not to give all of it away, but even like this one um, family, they were making good money, but like the, the wife was in a, I don't know. I forget what he called a money marketing scheme. I don't know. It was like almost like a pyramid scheme, but it's not a pyramid scheme. It's like the legal pyramid scheme. So it's basically the same thing. Um, it's like basically don't shoot me people out there who love the Mary Kay or Avon or those kind of things. But it's similar to like that. It's like you have a product and you sell these things, but you try to get other people, you try to get other people on your team and then they're selling. So basically you know, I don't remember. I think it's money marketing or something like that, which makes it sound very, very nice. But basically, you have to have people under you that are making money to help you make money, essentially. So he was just like, you have these goals, but you're you. Yeah, you have done it right. And you've made a lot of money here. 
But that was one month. And look at all the other months where you didn't really make the money that you need. If you had a like a traditional job, maybe you would be making more money consistently, you know, different things like that. So he just helps them look at their situation, their lives, their spending. And you say you want this, you say you want to get to this goal. Like here are some of the things that you should consider changing to get there. So that's what it's about. Sabrina, um, what's going on in the Bible these days? Oh, so much. There's so, <laughs> there's so many things I don't want to highlight. First of all, I have always said Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, James, Romans, like when people talk about, oh, what are your favorite books of the Bible? I'm naming those, but Judges is wild. Okay. It's just a lot going on there. There's so many things that I want to highlight just from Judges alone. So we'll definitely be in Judges and maybe the New Testament in the upcoming weeks and time. But today, because of our discussion, um, I'm going to highlight something. It's not the funniest thing I've seen in Judges, but, you know, they talk a little bit about money. So I'm like, okay, let's do this one. This is from Judges chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Now, Judges is outlining the time in Israel's history where they didn't have a king, but they would have these people step up as like judges of the congregation of Israel and just say, okay, yeah, we need to go to the left. We need to go to the right. This is God's will for us at this time. So some of the judges were great. Some were horrible. And there are just so many little nuggets and stories in between like this morning I was reading. And I don't know how I forgot about this story about an Levite, a pre, the Levites were like the priests in the Israelites family. And he had his concubine, was traveling mm. with her. The people, the men of the town came. They're like, Hey, come outside. We want to rape the Levite. And the, the guy was like, take my daughter and my wife instead. And they're like, no, give us the Levite. And so then the Levite, which this concubine, first of all, left him, which good on her. She should have stayed away from him. They were married. She went back to her father's house. And then he went to her father's house and was like, oh, I want my wife back. He went back with her. But then when the people came to rape him, he literally pushed his concubine out Mm -hmm. of the house. She was gang raped all night. She died. And then he cut her body up in 12 pieces and sent it to every tribe in Israel. Like, okay, is this what we're doing? I'm like, sir, did you not hear that Michael Jackson song? I'm looking at the man in the mirror because this would have never happened to her. Had you not pushed her out of the house? Jeez, Louise. So that's not a funny thing, but I say that to say judges is wild. It Mm. put games of thrown to shame. Like if you're ever like, you know, I want that sort of, I don't know if I should be calling the Bible entertainment, but if you're just curious and you're into those kind of crazy stories and drama and just things that you're like, I couldn't even imagine this being a thing, check out Judges. That was a long intro to bring us back to Judges. Judges chapter 17, verses one and two. So there's this lady, she had 1,100 pieces of silver, which that sounds like a lot of money and someone stole it from her. So she gives this prayer and she's like, God, whoever stole that money, mm, you know, I curse them in God's name. This reminds me of one time at a summer camp, uh, someone stole something from someone. Oh, and it was a major GSEB and Sharika, the one that is soon to be mm-hmm. at a town near us. Y'all know who I'm t- talking about he literally said i pray that they get cancer 
like, oh my God. It was like during staff orientation and everyone was together and someone had stole like some money or something from another staff member who oh was like, whoever gosh. took that. Right. So that was the vibe that Micah's mom was on when she found out her 1100 pieces of silver were gone. And now we go to the top of chapter 17. There's a man from the hill country of Ephraim named Micah. He said to his mother, Remember that 1,100 pieces of silver that were taken from you? I I overheard you when you pronounced your curse. Well, I have the money. I stole it, but now I brought it back to you. <laughs> His mother said, God bless you, my son. Okay, so that's the scripture. I feel like two things either happen here. He stole the money and thought he got away with it. But once he overheard his mom's curse was like, oh, I'm not trying to have this vibe on me. Let me just go and humble myself and ask forgiveness. Or because moms know and dads know. I felt like my dad, even more so than my mom, had eyes in the back of his head. If he was like, Sabrina, don't go in there and drink the milk out the carton. And I snuck in there before I even touched the refrigerator door. My dad was like, what did I tell you? I'm like, how does he know? So maybe his mom knew he took the money and let him hear her prayer to be like, you know what? God is going to get you. And they did not play in the Old Testament when it came to parents. There are so many scriptures that are like, if you even hit, if you hit your parent, you're sentenced to death. We'll just stone you. If you're disrespecting your parents, like they just didn't play. So the mom either knew or the son overheard the curse and he was like what i need to do is give this money right back really quick and <laughs> in a hurry and that's what happened it made me laugh oh my gosh i know today's oh when God. the world win <laughs> oh, world oh, have y'all ever read judges shrieker even? i have i have uh-huh. i always tell people like not only with judges but you started off with it of saying like you, i'm saying straight up you did start off with just the bible being very interesting in the amount of story i always tell especially like some of our i say young people people who have the opportunity to minister to those who enjoy filmmaking or making videos or short stories um or short films like if you just dive into the bible you will have a well like you'll have too much information for storylines because of what? the different stuff that happens throughout the scriptures. And with Judges, I can tell you that I didn't really read it until around like 27, 2018, when we were going through a Bible study with a pastor who many of us really enjoy in Ben and Annie, when we used to meet at their house and we was doing like mm. those little videos. And that was just like, we was going through Judges together at their house. And I was just like, I need to read this because this sounds crazy. Like the guy who yeah. like died on the toilet and stuff like like It's just stories mm. like that that you yep. read. It's like, it's in the Bible. And it's like, could you imagine somebody right now just saying that and just like, yeah, it was this person in the house or this other person, he got stabbed in the stomach and he was so fat and the knife didn't really do anything to him. You know, stuff like that. You're like, what? Like, you're just talking crazy. But this is all in scripture. Um, So, yeah. Can you, I just, like, the story that you talked about, Sabrina. Okay, this woman is da- dead and this man cut her body up into 12 pieces and then it wasn't like you know you put it in the package and you mailed it somebody had to delete deliver the pieces of the bodies to the other town there was no carrier absolutely there was no somebody literally had to carry pieces of a woman's body to the to to different the nations the different um tribes of, of israel that is wild First of all, cutting What's up the wilder body. to me is that he 
pretended that he cared so much about her after she left him and went to her father's house and her father was like stay longer stay longer and finally after mm-hmm. like five days he's like no we need to go and he's like are you sure it's going to be dark soon you're going to have to mm-hmm. stop but then when it really came the you know to the task of what i would consider a husband is and part of that is a protector you pushed her outside <laughs> gang rape. and then you had enough to be like oh this is so horrible israel what are we going to do about this how can we stand by this injustice? But I'm like, you pushed her outside. Golly. And the worst part. Oh my gosh. This story, not that we want, I want to keep on going, but this story, and the story gets wilder after that. It the does. Story, it really, it gets really does. Wilder after that. War and they kill the when people. They went to- and then mm-hmm. they and then now they don't have any wives and then they start feeling bad about that and then they go and steal people's like they go steal women. It is what <laughs> it sucked to be a woman in, in that culture in that time. Like golly. And this isn't the first story we've heard like this. Mm-hmm. There was another time, wasn't it like Lot before Sodom and Gomorrah? They were like, Hey, send the angels outside. We don't care anybody can get it. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. he was like right and once again he's like oh I'll I'll send my wife or my daughter there's another story that I read recently in Judges where this guy he's going I believe it was oh I'm not going to say the name because I feel like it was Gideon I'm pretty positive he's like if you want me to go to battle like give me proof is the, mm-hmm. put do on the ground put this mm-hmm. okay if you With take if, if, mm-hmm. right if you let me win then the first thing that comes out of my house i will give back to yes. you as a sacrifice and then his only child which by the way he was what they would consider a bastard child so his brothers and stuff what, no i'm it's not gideon so forgive me it was not Gideon. he did this but his brothers and stuff were all like legitimate children and then he was a bastard child and they like kicked him away they're like you're not going to get any inheritance your mom was a concubine as if that was his fault and as a bastard child myself i'm really sensitive to how people treat their children but anyway but then they knew he was a great fighter and when they needed a fighter they were like hey can you come back so i already felt sorry for him because his childhood sucked his daughter runs out the house he's crying because he's like well now i have to sacrifice you she's like that's okay i'll just go mourn with mm-hmm. my friends in the mountain since i'm a virgin and then after that she sacrificed Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm like, this goes back to what Edie was saying about like, yeah, we might go to the same church, but I don't know if we're the same mindset because yes, we should take absolutely seriously the promises and commitments we make to God, to ourselves, to one another. The God I know, he provided the lamb. That's all I'm saying. When and it came down asked, to it, that's Abraham, God asked I, him to <laughs> sacrifice. God didn't tell him to say the first thing that comes out of my house. Right. Did do that? <laughs> exactly. So judges is just, I'm sorry. I know we're on such a tangent, but, and I've read judges before, but every time I'm reminded of those stories, EB, like the knife in the guy's stomach. And I'm just mm. like, this is a wild situation. Super. EB, what are you expounding on today? Speaking of judges, I am <laughs> expounding on the verdict 
that what some would consider a big blow against the far right, lovely Proud Boys in another milestone in a victorious, I guess, outcome for not only the Justice Department's persecution of those who would be considered pro-Trump rioters who stormed the Capitol, but also just a victory for our justice system. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know there's a lot of times where things happen within our judicial system where I blast it from the mountaintops, where I am disappointed in politicians, I am disappointed in judges, I am disappointed in prosecutors and defense attorneys and all just types of things. I'm I'm disappointed in jurors. Um, I'm disappointed in the media. But it is, for me right now in this moment, it is funny that when what some would say accountability is being upheld by some of the most powerful people um, on earth by our Justice Department, that some people would be like, this is an attack against democracy. This is an attack against the freedom to protest. This is an attack to the people. This is just a witch hunt, as some would say against our former president. And it's like, so when do we agree with the government? Like, only when they do stuff that aligns with us? Because it's some stuff that I disagree with, but I'll I'll say that I disagree in this case, but I'll also say that I understand it. Um, And in this case, I'll say, hey, I wish that it was more than just these four who were, I guess, found guilty and some of the other ones, like those who you see on video who still have not been found guilty and some who charges have been dropped completely and i was like how like what did they do different from the other people who they were with now i know some of it just ties into the lawyers that they have and some ties into plea deals that they do behind um i guess you could say behind closed doors that the public will never know about and in those moments it frustrates me because i'm like no accountability should be held across the board and there shouldn't be a a pay for play type of thing with our judicial system. Like you should not be able to pay your way out of trouble, so to speak, um, simply because of the lives that ha- that was lost on that day, the families that were traumatized, people who felt so outraged at the outcome where they went home. And I'm just thinking of one of the law enforcement officers who, where his wife feels that the reason he committed suicide was because he felt a lack of I guess you could say he felt a part of the responsibility of some of the stuff that took place and a lack of support from his fellow officers and more importantly, from his president at the time and his government. And so you just see these crazy moments and you see the things that happen in our world. And of course, you hope for the best, um, but we know that that doesn't always happen. So I'm expounding on for us to continue to be individuals who, I guess you could say, keep your eyes to the hills and knowing that your help only comes from the one who sees it all and just continue to trust in Jesus. So um, shout out to the Proud Boys, and I hope you have a good time in a lengthy stay. Now, of course, they got found guilty, but it didn't necessarily say um, of what or like what their sentencing would be. And I say a lengthy stay, not necessarily in the crazy jail system, because we know how crazy that could be. But I do hope that they, I don't know, make amends to what they not necessarily believe in because that's between them and hopefully they believe in God and they live that out. But I hope they find that, you know, listening to one man and one man having all that power over their lives um, cost them what seems to be at least their freedom or now to be a convicted felon. And as much as they continue to talk about people and saying how others will still an election and all those good things. Well, buddy, guess what, guys? You won't be voting in the next election because you're a convicted <laughs> felon. 
until your rights are restored. <laughs> May the Lord be with you. So that's what I got for the lovely people. Continue looking at the crazy stuff that happens in the world. I know that happened back. I want to say, was that 2021? Oh, wow. Yeah. Does it was, not feel it was, that long ago. I know, which is crazy. 2021, two years ago. Um, so it's some of it just coming out. And I'll dive into our first recommend that gives me a little more joy. And it's also from a lovely, um, I would say a lovely judge. And I appreciate watching this guy. And so if you're ever trying to figure out what to do with your spare time, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on um, whatever your streaming services is, but it's a show called Caught in Providence, Caught in Providence, Judge Frank Caprio, who provides, who presides, I'm sorry, presides over um, this amazing show where he basically meet people who break the law, typically traffic laws or traffic citations, whether it be on the road or parking or some of those things, but he meets them with a sense of compassion and grace and a sense of humor that on days when I'm like, this justice system is trash, which it is still trash on some, uh, on a lot of days and on a lot of situations, I go watch his show and I just hear the stories of people who he get a chance to interact with and, you know, real life, real stories and seeing people um, sometimes not have to pay court fines or have court fines decreased by a a lump sum because of i would say his compassion and his grace that he has on the people so as we talked about judges with sabrina talked about judges on this lovely um proud boys case that is still of course ongoing for others and this is a judge where you can watch and i think you would have a great time enjoying what he does with people with humanity so to speak though which i got for the people <laughs> i do want to say thank you for sharing that eb i was not keeping up with that. And I'm happy to hear that accountability is happening. Love to see it. All right. So guys, I'll go first because I've been telling y'all the wrong name of this show the whole time. It's how to get rich, not my rich life. It's how to get rich. So it's how to get rich on Netflix. I'm going to dive into that. I still haven't seen the light we carry, but I'm going to oh, dive good. into that too. Go on. There's plenty. Yeah. Of, there's plenty of time to watch all the things, girl. We be busy. I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to recommend a new water bottle situation. Mm. Evie has had one like this too. I usually carry around like this half gallon water bottle thing. But since I'm not on the go as much, it's become kind of cumbersome because it's big. It doesn't fit in my cup holder, etc. So I went on Amazon and I found half of a half gallon. That's such a weird way to say that. A quarter gallon water bottle that you refill halfway through the day. And the thing that I love about it is it's, it's the kind that has the time on it. So it'll be like by 8am by 10am because it's also not great to just say, oh, I didn't drink any water today and try to like binge a whole bunch of water mm-hmm. in one in one sitting. So I love this. I love that it's kind of helping me for those of us who aren't great just naturally drinking throughout the day, seeing that time on the bottle, seeing me get to the bottom and being like, great, refill. I really think that's going to help me. So I found it on Amazon. It's great. They have a lot of different options. You can just put in 32 or 24 ounce water bottle with times and there are a lot of options so for those of you who don't drink enough water listen it's about to be summer get your water up get your water up and for some of you because i know everybody have different goals um get your water up and for some of you get your weight up and for others of you get your weight down as always if life tries to knock you down make sure you kick back until next time